and welcome to the very first podcast of Bourbon with Friends. I uh, hope you enjoyed that intro. Uh, we actually had it custom made by Brian Himes of Dem Vigilantes. They are actually a local band here in Lexington, Kentucky. Um, and we're really excited that they did that for us. So, guys, AJ, JC, lots of talking, lots of planning. We're finally here. Uh, how's it feel? Ready to do it. I can't wait. <laughs> JC's uh, enthusiasm in life and on the podcast is going to be absolutely phenomenal. So, um, what positive we, outlooks. Po- exactly. He's not going to talk a lot because he's going to be drinking probably most of the time, which is perfectly fine. Um, one of the things we kind of wanted to do, like right off the bat, um, is kind of tell you about the journey of how we kind of got to this spot. Um, as you know, 2020 has been kind of a really. Um, not phenomenal year for several reasons, um, but it's been a really awesome year and some other reasons. Um, you know, one of them is, uh, you know, the three of us, I think, have really gotten a lot closer and become better friends um, in the last, what is it, three months, four months now almost? And, and hopefully you all found your people that you've gotten close to in this time too. Yeah, exactly. So about two weeks into this, um, I text JC um uh, and I basically said steaks and bourbon. I'm pretty sure his response was hell yes. Um, we were very bored. It's and not a hard sell. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get the steaks and bring the bourbon. Yeah. Um, and what started with a couple drinks turned into about a $2,000 on the secondary market spree the next weekend. <laughs> Um, we talked about a lot of things, including JC's favorite story, which he's probably going to share at some point today. Um, he loves Australia. I'm sure he's going to tell you all about it. <laughs> and, uh, and we're going to tell you a little bit about ourselves too, but you know, that, that was where it all started. You know, we, we started having a lot of, you know, long nights where we would sit around and have conversations about bourbon and, um, Sharks. And, and sharks and how the great white shark no longer is worth a shit in, in, in Australia, apparently. <laughs> um, and, and it just morphed from there. And we invited other people as, as we were more comfortable with people coming around. And, and a, a few of friends said, you know, you guys should have a podcast because we, you guys talk about it with bourbon. And just in general, is really entertaining. So we tossed it around for a long time. And, and here we are. Yeah. So, I mean, it's been a, it's been a fun ride, you know, trying to make the best out of 2020 with everything we've gotten and, you know, we all know a little bit, we all have different levels of expertise when it comes to bourbon. JC's the, the top dog with the bourbon steward title, but you know, we all have different palates and that's where the variety really comes in and makes it kind of open to everybody. And that's why we called it bourbon with friends because... It doesn't matter your title, where you come from. Bourbon's the great equalizer, and everyone can sit down and enjoy it together. Yeah, I'm a bit of a bourbon geek when it comes to this. I kind of did it on my own. <laughs> just started researching, just looking up everything, tasting. So, yeah, we all have different palettes. It's going to be a fun time. We can narrow down what you like, what you don't like, help you out. We can pick out and just go from there. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we're kind of going to tell you about ourselves a little bit, um, you know, where we're from, um, obviously it's Paul, JC and AJ, but you'll probably be able to pick the voices out there. Um, and, uh, you know, what we brought 
tonight, um, why we brought it, and then kind of tell you a little bit about our top three bourbons. Um, and then we'll just kind of see how it goes. So, um, JC, why don't you kick it off for us? Well, I've chosen an Old Forester 1920 for tonight. And uh, that's mainly because I feel like I'm, when it comes to bourbons, I pick like the middle of the road, easy to find, average bourbon on the shelf that's actually not average. It's really good that most people just overlook. And I do that because I've been with bourbon for like my entire life. My dad owned liquor stores, been drinking bourbon and sampling. And like I said, I just kind of geeked out about it and went hog wild and just dove into it, became a bourbon steward and brought some bourbon over to Paul and AJ and they liked it. And Paul, Paul's developing on his bourbon. The more he drinks, the more he likes. He's been drinking for a while. I'm not the one who discovered bourbon for him, but he's sampled and his flavors have changed a little bit, but... Few times we thought rise he wouldn't touch and he's oh, yeah. digging in. Didn't think he liked a rye, then he ended up loving it. So it's been a big change for all of us. So that's me, basically just a bourbon geek. And I don't talk a lot, so <laughs> wait till he drinks a little bit more. He'll talk. He'll get he'll get a little more talkative. <laughs> yeah. um, my name's AJ. Um, I jokingly say I'm about as Kentucky as you come. Going down in Pike County, raised in Western Kentucky, so a little bit of accent all over the place, but. I mean, I've always enjoyed bourbon, um, grew up drinking it, and started with Kentucky Gentlemen, which don't hate me or judge me for that. We all started somewhere. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I remember Wild Turkey 101 was the first time I started drinking a little bit better bourbon, getting a little more palate built up, and, you know, as everybody listening to this podcast knows, you go down the bourbon rabbit hole and there's no end. So, you know, met some good friends along the way, and... This is just what it's become, you know. I I chose Weller Antique 107 just because I was able to get my hands on it and been very fortunate. Uh, my niece's husband, Mark Fisher, who's probably listening, um, gave me this bottle. But it's one we really enjoy, and I'll take Weller Antique 107 over a lot of the pappies, you know, um, when it comes down to it. It's one of my favorite tastes. Um, out of Buffalo Trace's collection. It's one of my favorite drinkers, and that's why I brought it here tonight. So, my name's Paul. Um, I'm probably the novice of the group, to be honest with you. Um, I've been around bourbon a lot less um, compared to these two guys. Um, I actually grew up in South Florida, so um, that's probably a little bit as to why uh, my exposure to bourbon didn't happen until my, my later years. Um, what I brought tonight, um, was Blanton's gold. Um, and, and for those of you that'll listen to this long, you'll figure out I'm kind of like the flashy snob of, of the, of the three of us. <laughs> but um, we love them. Yeah. Um, um, JC, try it all. yeah, JC, I'll try everything, but JC all is usually the one that looks at me and says, have you not learned that the price tag doesn't mean good all the time? Um, I've had a couple good experiences and bad experiences with that. Um, but it's really interesting here because, um, you know, I love to travel. Uh, I, it's my passion. Um, I, I was actually in Edinburgh uh, earlier this year, right before the pandemic happened. Um, I'm a huge soccer fan, so I travel to, to the United Kingdom a lot for, for games. Um, and uh, I was walking around in a, in a store actually looking for like a, uh, a scotch there that's actually exclusive to, uh, to Edinburgh. Um, and there on the shelf is Blaine's Gold. I couldn't really believe my eyes that I was staring at this. Um, was super excited, 
call JC. I'm like, JC, how many of these things should I buy? And he, All of them. And he, and he basically goes, well, you can, but it's getting released in America. So, you know, in the traditional JC sense, he just, it was just like the biggest buzzkill in that situation. Like just nonchalant. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> but, but, you know, it's been a really special bottle. Um, the only people that have really drank this outside of one person, two people are trying like a little sip has been the three of us. Um, it's about a quarter of the way, three quarters of the way empty. Um, that's been nice. Yeah. That's been, yeah. It's. It's maybe a little bit more. It's so pretty. But it's, that's why I kind of wanted to bring that bottle tonight because it was like that special bottle um, that the three of us have really exclusively drank that none of us had ever had before. It kind of uh, started the whole thing. It kind of did. Like you popped that open the first night we did the cookout and everything. Yeah. So we could all try it. It was one of the big starts to everything there. So we, I figured it was fitting to start, start with that. So, um, JC, why don't you tell us about your top three real quick? My top three... Like I said, I'm usually kind of the run-of-the-mill guy. But they're always big flavors, bold taste, because I like rise. My top three is Old Forester 1920. It's going to be Russell's Reserve, single barrel. And then I always have a hard time with the third one because it changes so often. I can go back from a Weller, 107. But usually I fall straight back into the wild turkey realm and just go like wild turkey rare breed. They're all different, bold, spicy flavors, but they're really good. So if you have a chance, they're easy to find, try one. Paul, what are your top three? So um, I'm probably going to be one of the most basic top threes, um, and and some of you that are connoisseurs out there are going to laugh. Um, so my top three is going to be um, Pappy 15, uh, which actually... Uh, funny story on the same trip that I found Blanton's Gold, I found Pappy 15 in a bar. Um, he likes to tell us this a lot. I tell the story all the time <laughs> because it makes them hurt in their soul. Um, it was $11 a pour. Um, <laughs> needless to say, I had several doubles that night. I was very excited. I would have bought the bottle. <laughs> if it wasn't already open, I probably would have, but I was flying back. and If we were there, the bottle would have been bought. Yes, exactly. Um <laughs> Blanton's is 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 definitely there. It's been one of the most consistent bourbons for me. I've I've loved it. Blanton's Gold um, is just another kind of uh, cog in the wheel for me. Um, and then again, probably a little bit cliche here, but Weller Twelve. Um, that's kind of an, uh, my other one that I just absolutely love. Um, you know, JC and AJ can attest. Anytime we've ever had it, I'd probably drink more of that than I would even if it was Pappy Fifteen or Blanton's. Um, so, so yeah, those are my top three. AJ? Yep. My top three, um, as you all listen to this, you'll learn I really like barrel proofs. Um, Paul is not much of a fan. He thinks they're a little hot, but with a little water, you can mellow it out. He's only saying that story because he's, he gave me a shot of 130 proof, a that full was- shot, and said, take the whole thing or you're a sissy, and I did, and I almost died. That yeah. was me, and that was fun. Yeah. That was Stan Jr. when JC did that. But, like I said, like tonight I brought the Antique 107. That's what I wanted to drink on tonight. Make it a little easy for Paul tonight on the first night. Um, but if any of you all follow our Facebook page and everything there, you'll see the post where they hated on me where I had all the Blantons and I was able to try them back home. I'm shocked you actually brought this bottle with yeah. Came back with you. Yeah. The Blant- the Blantons... He's finally not being a mooch. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> the, 
some of y'all will get that term. <laughs> but um, the Blanton's SFTV, straight from the barrel. Um, I mean, the batch I had was 129 proof. I mean, it's. I know JC's going to cringe if there was a camera, you'd see it. The term smooth gets used with Blanton's all the time. But for a barrel proof to be that easy to drink, it was really great. So Antique 107 Blanton's straight from the barrel. And my top favorite is E.H. Taylor, Taylor, ah, e. Taylor Barrel Proof. Um, have not been drinking Barrel Proof tonight, I promise. <laughs> that was um, just last Tuesday when we drank a whole bottle of that. That was what, uh, that, that was what uh, J.C. brought for my birthday. So um, J.C. is very generous with his bur- bourbon. And even for my mom's 70th birthday, gave me a bottle of it to bring down to Key West. Because we all have the same philosophy. Bourbon should be enjoyed in the right place with the right people. Doesn't matter how expensive or how cheap the bottle is, as long as with your right people, that's all that matters. It's a waste sitting on the shelf. Exactly. I have a lot sitting on the shelf, but it's still a waste. We will drink them eventually. They will all be drank <laughs> and all replaced. Don't worry. They will all be drank sometime or another. But yeah, it's it, that's all part of it. I think that's the biggest part of why we started to do this. Um, you know, we we've probably like we said we drank about I'd say about two grand on the secondary market in a weekend. Um, yeah. and we didn't, and we didn't blink about it. And actually it's like, it's a thing between the three of us. We can actually say we did that. You know, not only were we blessed enough to have some of the things it's that not we a had. Bragging no, no, it's not, it's not meant to brag. It's meant to say bourbon's meant to be drank. Bourbon's meant to be drank. It doesn't matter what, what it is, what year, um, you know, how rare it is because memories are going to last forever. Bourbon's finite, you know, and the people you make those memories with are, are going to last forever. So well, and I mean, just like on, I commented today on Facebook uh, about it, um, for those of y'all that have seen the documentary Neat um, on Hulu, uh, it's a great watch if you haven't seen it and getting into bourbon. Um, Freddie Johnson from Buffalo Trace has a great moment where he's talking about sharing a rare bottle of, I think it was Pappy 20, 20 year with his uh, father and brother and like the one part about that entire documentary that hit home with me was he corked the bottle and his dad said never cork a good bottle of bourbon he said there will always be plenty of old bourbon around he said we are the fragile part of this so even with everything that's going on in 2020 um all the drama everyone's had their own experiences you know we've made the best out of the situation with good bottles of bourbon and good company and it's made this whole thing a lot better, and I hope, hopefully, you all have had some of the same experiences. Don't forget the spur of the moment, smoker. <laughs> that just showed up one day. And, uh, yeah, well, we'll get into the whole smoked meats and later and, on. Like guys, like you don't understand. Like we're gonna get into simple syrups and and, and making our own making bitters. our own bitters. Yeah. Um, you know, different old fashioned recipes. You know, we'll get really into the weeds with with all with some we, stuff. We want to be as technical and as simple in layman's terms yeah because we all have different palates everybody it doesn't matter if you're drinking something that's technically not bourbon um there are a lot of things that fall in that title or there's some of the most strictest bourbon standards ever um it's meant to be enjoyed and with good people and good company and that's where we come from i think i feel safe in saying we all believe that no matter what it comes down to drinking as long as you're having a good time and you're enjoying the company with and making the most out of your time. Yeah, I think we proved that this past couple of months that we opened anything and drank it. <laughs> <laughs> with anybody, really. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Well, 
Well, not that's why it's called bourbon with friends. <laughs> no, you not well, to that point, you're invited. Until <laughs> <laughs> that point. <laughs> so, yeah, um, you know, one of the things that we also want to do, kind of to elaborate a little bit more on what AJ said, is we understand that there's people that are listening that have been drinking bourbon for probably 20, 30 plus years, and then there's going to be some of you that have probably saw this and thought, hey, maybe I can learn something. Um, we've all been there. Um, to AJ's point, our palates are completely different. Um, AJ and JC, their tastes are going to be a lot similar. Mine is going to be completely off the wall. So you're going to probably get some really funny reactions from me, um, <laughs> especially when we highlight some rise and some higher proofs. Um, my wheelhouse is probably right around 115 proof and below. Um, I, I like either an ice cube or a dash of water in mine. Um, and these there is guys nothing wrong with and that. there is nothing wrong with that exactly. Um, <laughs> the best way to drink bourbon is to drink it um, any way you like. Any way you like. Um, but if you do put Pappy and Jello shots, you might see JC kind of flip out on you. So, not that we've ever done that yet. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. So, yeah. so fellas, what do you say we uh, we open up the uh, what we brought and have a sip? Sounds like the plan. We're gonna be a little bit more uh, conservative with. Yes, please. With this Blanton's Gold. Just because it is released in the U.S., but as you all know... It was supposed to get released this summer. uh, June, but, you know, with everything in 2020, it's been delayed. Yeah, everything got pushed back. They're starting to do some releases right now. Today was actually a big day in the release world. I just didn't get what I wanted, but that's part of it. You'll hear sad stories like that. We all have them. Tell them the story about what happened oh, this God. morning, JC. Cause <laughs> so I walk into a local Kroger's, and I see a bottle sitting behind the counter, and it's Michter's Barrel Proof Toasted Barrel Rye, just released today. And I see it, and I'm like, the guy is just trying to convince me that it's nothing special. He keeps on, I was like, he's like, oh, that's nothing. We have it on the shelf. And I can just see the box. I'm like, no. Can I just look at the bottle? So he, he holds up the bottle so I can look at it. And it's... It's rare. And then I ask him if I can buy it. And he's like, well, it's down here, so we're probably saving for something. So I leave, go out to my car, drop my groceries off, forgot to buy something. I run back into the liquor store, and it's a shift change already, so it's a new guy. And lo and behold, he's selling that bottle to the lady who was just in the liquor store while I was there and who's checked out after me just because it was a different person. And I was so upset because I was looking for any barrel strength Mickers, the rye is fabulous. The barrel strength. I've had them out in bars, but I don't have my own personal bottle. And for and those I really, of, really wanted it. For those of you all that don't know, bourbon hunters and all that sound a lot like fishermen. You will always hear the tale of the one that got away and how big it was and how great it was. <laughs> that one got away. That was, that was, and Kroger sells everything at right price. Like, it wasn't going to be ridiculous expensive. So. JC, why don't you kick us off with, with what, what we're getting out of uh, the old Forester 1910. I, I'm doing the 1920. 1920. I'm sorry. No, you, I got 1910 on because I'm a very I'm on a 1910 kick right now. We introduced Paul to 1910 last night because I knew he would like it, and we finally had made a try. If it wasn't last night, it might have made the top three. but Because yeah. it, it's, it's right in his wheelhouse, and I knew he would like it. And as soon as he tried it, he was like, yep, because he likes the double-barreled stuff. Yes. It's sweeter and just thicker and darker. But anyway, I'm going with 1920 Old Forester. So Old Forester is actually, for people who don't know, is the longest running distiller operating underneath the same name. Buffalo Trace is older, but it's been underneath like seven different names. Wild Turkey might be older, but it was actually called the Ripley something. 
it was they've all changed names over the time. This is actually the oldest, longest distillery. And it was actually the first distillery to bottle whiskey. So the reason we had whiskeys in bottles instead of going to a local bar and buying it out of the barrel is because of old Forrester himself. And this is a nod. They did a whole series. They call it the Whiskey Row series, which you can go to Louisville. That's where they are. And this one was their third release. It was the 1920. And it's a nod to Prohibition style because they were actually allowed to make and sell during Prohibition because there were six distilleries that were actually allowed to do that. Underneath medicinal purposes, you go to the doctor and the prescription still drink bourbon. And so this is just a nod to that flavor. It's a high... Corn mash bill is like 70%. I can't remember off the top of my head. It's a higher mash bill. It's aged. It's sweeter. It's a lot sweeter. You're going to get a lot you get a lot of caramel, a lot of toffee, a lot of cherry, like candy cherries almost on it. And it's 115 proof because back then, for medicinal purposes, they were doing a higher proof. And it's just a nod to prohibition. And that's what they did on this one. So it's really, really good. And I really enjoy it. And most people who taste it who think they know a lot about bourbons who've never had it, they are actually really shocked about the flavors and the taste. And I'm a big thing in the high proof and long finishes because I want to be able to hold it and taste it in my mouth until the very last drop until the next sip. So I'm going to take a sip. Cheers. Paul, why don't you say what you got? Yeah, so um, I'm actually going to piggyback off what he said. So this is where um, I wanted to jump in front of AJ a little bit too. Um, <clears throat> my palate is definitely different. Um, you know, it does definitely have a long, uh, you know, have a long, long taste. Um, it's got a good flavor, um, but it does burn a little. Um, it, I, I am a little bit more susceptible to a burn than the other two guys are here. Um, I don't know if that makes me kind of weak or, or what, but um, everyone's got their own taste. Yeah, it, you weak. It, it's got a very high flavor on it. Um, but like I said, if if you find that burn is there, you know, definitely hit us up on our on our Facebook page, hit us up on Instagram, you know, BWF Podcast, um, and and ask questions. Um, can, can I add one little thing? Yeah. Like, like on my birthday, JC was nice enough to bring the E.H. Taylor Barrel Proof, which I already said was my favorite. It was a little too hot for Paul, and just like we've said like don't be afraid to add a little bit of water because it'll mellow it down and paul loved it after that at least i felt safe saying that i mean you seem to enjoy it after it opened it up and mellowed it down yeah no and i actually put a little bit of water in in this old forester as well the, so, the waters make the oil separate and it just gives the flavor pushes up front i i'm someone also that doesn't like warm drinks for the most part to be honest um i'll bring ice next time no, well, it's, it's fine. I, it's, the water's perfect. The, basically, what I'm saying is, is the water or the ice actually helps open it up for me, and that's just kind of where my preference is. So, um, but I brought, um, as you know, as I said, Blanton's Gold, um, which is a phenomenal, uh, phenomenal bourbon. Um, it's crafted from the same rye mash, um, you know, as regular Blanton's. But uh, the big difference is, is that this is 103 proof compared to what Blanton's is a 93 proof. Um, it's going to have a little bit more of a burn, but you're still going to get that really nice Blanton's flavor. And as everyone likes to say, Blanton's is really smooth, right? Because AJ <laughs> said that earlier, and JC is frowning at me. JC um, is giving a death stare. To but Paul I'm going right to say it. That, smooth. But he knows that that's my why I love Blanton's. I think it is one of the smoothest, best tasting bourbons that's out there. Um, as the thunder is rolling outside, apparently, and it agrees with me. 
Um, so um, God yeah, approves it, with your statement. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> he was grumbling over the smooth comment. But that's all right. Um, so you know, right now we can't get it in the U.S. It's supposed to be released. We don't know when that's going to happen. Um, if you are lucky enough to get your hands on one, I definitely you know recommend it. I think it's going to retail somewhere around a buck twenty once it hits the uh, hits the shelves here. Um, uh, you know, I don't think it's going to be released in every state. Um, the more we actually get some info about that, you know, we'll, we'll run that by you guys, um, as well, um, as some of our contacts give us more information as far as that goes from a release standpoint. Um, you know, but the entire Blanton's family kind of, you know, it consists of single barrel, um, and it includes other, you know, releases that have been all around the world, which is really cool. That's one of the other things that I really like about Blanton's is it's, it's, it is almost like the international bourbon, um, for me at least. I mean, Pappy's also big, but because of a movie. Blaine's, I think, is big because of people. Well, there's a story behind that. I don't want to interrupt. No, go ahead. There's a story kind of like what Blaine's did. A lot of people don't understand this. That back in the 60s and the 70s, the alcohol world took a turn. They went away from dark whiskeys and everything else. They were drinking gins and they were drinking vodkas and rums. They were drinking all that stuff. Mixed drinks. Like Tom Cruise came up with movie cocktails and they were flipping and spinning. So people wanted this fancy, like, high-end, not even a high-end, just a fancy, like, fruity like drink just to like get drunk and they're just, they're just drinking, drinking, drinking. So people went away from bourbon because bourbon is just bold taste, flavors. It's just right in your face. So uh, Elmer T. Lee was actually the master distiller of Ancient Age at the time, which was Buffalo Trace at the time. It had a hundred different names, like I said. But they went to him and they're like, you've you got to do something. So Blanton's is actually the first single barrel bourbon. It was, it was created by Elmer T. Lee. He used Freddy's grandfather or father Freddie's father actually because his Freddie's grandfather showed Freddie's father where to find the barrels and you might need to get backstory for some people on who Freddie is so Freddie Freddie Johnson is a third generation employee at Buffalo Trace and he is Buffalo Trace he is the face of Buffalo Trace more so than the, uh, the distiller I could listen to that man talk forever he's yeah he he knows more about bourbon than most people have forgotten he just he's amazing when it comes to about his knowledge his overall demeanor when it comes to teaching people bourbon he's excited about it and like i said he's three generations his grandfather his father himself go back to colonel uh colonel blanton when he was there and that we're talking about like in the 40s and the 50s at this time and he had parties where he would make freddie's grandfather go into the warehouse pick up the honey barrels and they would have these huge single barrel parties and elmer t lee knew about this so in his mind, to help save bourbon, he said, we're, what we're going to do is we're going to release a high-end whiskey. At the time, people thought it was crazy because he was releasing a high-end, high-cost, single-barrel, never-done bourbon. So he kind of like helped bring the allure back to bourbon, like make people interested again. And like you see the 80s and 90s bourbon start picking back up, and in the 2000s, it, it's just back in the boom again. I didn't mean to interrupt you, but... No, no, it's, that's great. great. It's a great story. So... You know, I'm, I'm going to just take a sip of this because it's so good. <laughs> well, cheers on that one. Cheers. Cheers. You get... The thing I like about this is you get a, you know, you get that real mixture. You get that real sweet cherry in that. Like, it's really profound. Uh, the cherry and the honey really kind of smack you as far as that go. Um, and and the one thing that you're going to know, notice is the oak flavor. Because that oak, you can almost smell it. Like, when you've smelled... If you've smelled oak... You're gonna taste it. You're gonna you're gonna smell it. You're it's it's amazing. Um, it's got a really nice, um, 
nice deep flavor um, lasts on your palate uh, you know long past the first sip um, it's got a little burn to it just enough that's perfect especially on like a cold uh, you know cold, cold uh, uh, day in the fall uh, football season um, that Kentucky hug that Kentucky hug <laughs> yeah. so anyway yeah, you know cheers cheers to that one cheers so AJ um, like I said, my pick tonight that I brought was the Weller Antique 107, and I know everybody listening knows Weller, and it is hard to find. Um, it, it's a great bourbon. Um, this one is a weeded, a weeded mash bill. There's not any rye in it, so it gives it a lot sweeter flavor. Um, I mean, the 107 is 70% corn. So you get a lot more caramely notes. You get a, a lot sweeter everything there. And it's just an easy drinker. It's one of my, you know, when you can find it, daily drinkers. I made a comment one time because I brought it over. And I know it's hard to find for some people. Um, Here AJ goes with this story, how easy he finds it and doesn't bring it back. Sorry, I bring it and share it with my friends. <laughs> if, I, if I have it available and it is mine... It will come back here and I will enjoy it with and share it with everybody. But the great thing about this, it, it's an easy drinker. It's better than Weller 12, in my opinion. Um, same mash bill. Sa- yeah, same mash bill, same everything. It's akin to a lot of the pappies. Um, the flavor is just, it's just an easy drinker. I know I've said that a lot right now. I like it because it's 107 <laughs> proof, and yeah. it gives you that little spice. It is sweet. Uh, the The Blanton's is going to be a high rye. It's like a 13 to 14 percent rye mash mm-hmm. bill. Yeah, because uh, this uh, one has no rye. Right. There's, no, it's a wheat there's, bourbon. Yeah, there's the no old, rye. The old Forster's a, a normal rye, high rye, really high corn. It's like 70 percent corn. That's why you get a lot of sweetness. And then the Weller is going to be the difference. Uh, it's going to be the weeded, so it's going to bring a lot of sweet. And it goes well with the corn, which is sweet in itself. And malted it's just, barley. And, yeah. Well, they all, yeah, malted barley. And, and I appreciate. Well, I think it's a little bit more profound in this one. Like you get that more, that that more, that more of that barley taste in that Weller One Hundred Seven. It's, it's like what we talked about earlier. Like the reason I bring this around anytime I can. I think I made the comment we were talking about hanging out one night, and I sent Paul a picture of Weller, and he sent me a picture of his steak. I said, if, I said if we can't drink this on a Tuesday night just because, and I, we had, then there's no, no reason in even having the bottle. That's true. I remember, <laughs> I, I remember the night we had no plans on doing anything, and like JC was, was going to stay home, and I, I posted a picture home. of Weller, and he went. He said Weller. He said steak, and I was like, I'm on my way. That was that's just how, that's just how that one went. Like, he had already told us no, he will not hang yeah, out. I was like, that I'm not night. coming out. Um, oh, here's a Weller. But, here's a steak. But like I said, the Weller Antique 107. It can be found by a lot of people, and I love it. It's just a easy drinking. I hate that term. I'm sorry. No, it's, no that's a good. <laughs> it is, but your, it's your a, thing is easy drinking. My thing is smooth. So just stick to it. it exactly. But like you know, I drink barrel proofs and all that. But I love this antique 107, and I have not found anybody that disagrees with it. It is a bourbon you can bring and sit on a table, and I have not found one person that can disagree with it. And if you all can, please share. I'd love to hear any argument anybody wants to make against it. 
Because I love the discussion and learning from people. With the higher proof, they use less water to cut it. That's why you're probably getting a lot of more bold flavors out of it. Yeah. You would like the yeah. normal, like, it, it, special yeah. reserve, which is 90 proof. And for, for those of you out there that might have a little bit more sensitive palate, it's another easy drink. Um, I, I probably get a little bit more burn than these guys do, but it's still, to me, very subtle. Um Long-lasting flavor, really, really the, nice. This has an oily finish, the 107, which hangs around, which is why I like it, too. If they saw what our table looked like right now, with just, like, different pours of multiple bourbons. Yeah, yeah we have right stuff now. on the table that there, we were trying. We, just each, have, yeah, we just, each have, like, two Glencairns and a rocks glass of different stuff. <laughs> we got a water to mix and mash out, and then we, we have all the, ooh, I don't have, even know what's in. We have a that. random I've been drinking out of one cup to make sure I know this. We have a random Michter's bourbon that is floating in this mix that we haven't talked about, but we will talk about later. We're going to do a whole Michter's episode um, on all four. It's you know what would have been a lot cool. better about that episode? If you would have gotten if that. If I would have gotten that daggone bottle. <laughs> <laughs> maybe we'll find it by the time we do that episode. Well, maybe. It did get released today. You just got to keep looking. So, um, bourbon JC, what did, you, uh, what did you think about the gold? The gold, I actually did. Oh, yes, I did try it. So, the gold is great. It's, like I said, we went into it. It's got the honey flavors. I like it because it's the higher proof. Blanton's is a good, solid, like, you can't go wrong with Blanton's. You have a lot of people who want to say, they're like, oh, it's single barrel. Every barrel's different. Every bottle's different, which is true. But I have yet to find one that I haven't enjoyed. So, when we he brought the gold in, he's like, he brought it. I tasted it. At the time he brought it, I had no idea it was a higher proof. So, I looked at the bottle. I was like, oh, okay. Sampled it. It just has a lot more. It's a little higher than iron proof. It's well, it's one hundred three, but yeah, it's one hundred three. But like the, the other one's like ninety three. Ninety three. Yeah. yeah. So ninety three, and that one's the hundred three. So with that, you're gonna get the flavors out of it, and it's just like because like I said, they're cutting it less. It's just bold to me. Like I don't know. Like, I just I really liked it. You, you can really pick the flavors out of the blend. And gold. yes, the, that's yeah. what I like about the higher. And that's what I like about the higher proof stuff too. Is like the flavors to me hit better because it's not cut left and the gold though you just really get i get a lot of like honey flavor almost too it's yeah. really weird like you I, get that cherry honey yeah it's like a, it's, I, it's, it's a like weird a, like smorgasbord of flavors yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's almost like a candy cherry <laughs> yeah you know like like, a, yeah. like like you would get like a candy cherry like a, a, a just like a caramel box i don't know it's like chocolate covered candy cherry it's almost what i'm gonna say i know like you're gonna have some real people who if they listen to this and be like, oh, these guys <laughs> making up. No, no, there like, are some of you all that know more than we do. Yes. And, and I will, nobody. Please correct us if you want to. No, uh, we will be open to anything. <laughs> the well, thing about bourbon is, like, thing about bourbon is, like, I've been drinking bourbon my whole life. <laughs> my whole life. Well, I don't know. It's probably my bottle. Anyway, my, I've been drinking bourbon my whole adult life. And it's just over the past probably five or six years, I've really dove head into it. I'm developing my palate. Some people have a better palate than others just naturally. And I've been working really hard in the past four or five years to develop and be able to pick out like the flavors on it. And just the, and it's something fun for me to do because, you know, why not? I mean, I have a good time with it. It's good to talk about. We can joke around and talk about it and maybe afterwards eat some Ritz crackers and have a good time. <laughs> You'll hear the Ritz cracker stories later. Jeez. Um, There's but, always that story. I'm that guy, by the way. Like, yeah. I, I will disappear in the night. But, uh, <laughs> like JC was saying, like this Blanton's Gold is, it's now the highest mash bill two that Buffalo Trace has. Uh, the only reason I yeah, even brought it. Mash bill two. Mash bill two. two. Yeah. 
The only reason I brought it up is because Rock Hill Farms used to be the highest, but now that they released Blanton's Gold, it oh, just beat it up by just a smidge. Rock Hill Farms was a farm. Um, I'm a, like I said, I'm a barrel-proof drinker because that's, in my opinion, the purest form of what it comes out the barrel, and that's what I want to taste. Um, anything less is kind of watered down a little bit more, and no disrespect, I like a lot of those, but I want to taste what it comes out as, and that's why I like the Blanton's Gold, because you get a lot more depth of flavor than you do out of the regular Blanton yeah. single barrel. Releases. Yeah, you definitely get smacked a lot more. I know we're focusing on the Blanton's Gold, but that is kind of the rarest thing on the table right well, this now. Well, this, right. this was your pick tonight that you yeah. brought. So this is the rarest. Pick and and it is, table. and it is kind of the bottle that started the entire thing. So yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, it's it's. If you get a chance to get your hands on one, anybody out there listening, I definitely recommend it. You know. If you have someone, if you have a favorite liquor store uh, that you go to, um, definitely um, ask if, if they're going to get one. They'll know about when the release date is. Cause it, it, I guarantee you they're already asking their, asking their distributors. Like, it, and there's nothing it. wrong with the big box stores, but like try to make friends with your local stores and support the local people. Exactly. They will help you out, and they will guide you on anything you want to try. Yeah, you try. Yeah, definitely hit your local liquor stores. I've been going to Unlimited Spirits here locally in Lexington, Kentucky, and they are just amazing. They're they're a small family. I know the owner and his wife, the nephew and his wife. I've met the kids, and that just me. I said that out loud means I spend too much time in this liquor store. <laughs> <laughs> but means you love bourbon. I'm yeah. in there, and like they have like you'll you're definitely here something. We'll be we will be pulling out their barrel picks because. They, they have some, some of the most barrel phenomenal picks. barrel picks that you ever can take taste in. It's just phenomenal. And for those of you who don't know, a barrel pick is just when they went there, picked out a single barrel, took the same expression, and just put a single barrel and bottled it. And they have, I don't know, just every time they have one, it's just great. Like, it's just phenomenal. And they, Even if you see a big name like Buffalo Trace, if you see a store pick... From your local store, and you trust those people. That's going to be a different. It's a flavor. single barrel, so it's going to be better. And we'll touch yeah. on those later. Um, we'll yeah. have the whole thing on Which store picks. later on. We'll be opening this one night. Oh, where? Yeah, this one. There it is. For right. those of you all, I mean, I know you can't see it, JC. We'll take a picture flaunt- and post it up. We'll take a picture of the bourbon wall and <laughs> He's post it on his Facebook and, of the and Instagram. Picks he has. And limited spirits barrel pick. I know yeah. that they're getting ready to come out with the uh, Weller foolproof. Right, we already have one of those already sitting on the shelf right there. But yeah, yeah they're going to come out with one, another one. But yeah, another one. Yeah, this is why you support like your local your local stores like Total Wine. These bigger stores are great. Um, the, Total Wine's good. I will give Total Wine I, and, unless they do the two star to you. Don't do the two star unless you like two star. <laughs> Just don't do two star. Total Wine actually has a good program. You go in, they 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 reward their loyal customers as well. It's just they reward. They don't know that you, but like Unlimited Spirits, they know who I am. They reward me for going in there. That's where I get a lot of these picks that I have and bottles that I have. I mean, I help the owners at my. I mean, where I work, I have, have the owners come in and I talk to them. And I used to live right around the corner. And before I even knew JC, we both had a relationship with these people. It's just a. It's a great. Great store, great people, and we encourage all of you all to, no matter where you live, get that especially, relationship. I think especially in, in the times that we're in, you know, supporting that local, local store, business. you know, yeah. that local business, we're, we're really all about that. 
Um, you know, we have family and friends that own local businesses in the greater Kentucky area. So we're, we're, we're pretty sensitive to that as well. The bigger um, box stores will survive. Yeah. The local ones have to fight a little harder. Yeah. And, and, and the relationships you can build with them, um, can, can be, you know, long lasting. Yeah. So definitely do that. So in the, in the whole Jerry Maguire kind of help me help you thing, <laughs> well, that's what's going to happen. As long as you take care of them and you talk to them and develop that relationship, they will take care of you too. I have had, well, this is a Shaffley, I don't, Shaffle. Uh, it's a rare, it's a rare bourbon. I actually opened, I bought three of them and I opened one and drank it there with them in the office. Like it's pretty cool. Builds. Yeah. It's a relationship. It, yeah, yeah. You build something with them. So I recommend that there's not gonna be a liquor store owner that will turn down one of the products that you drink with them. Yeah. Cause they didn't have to pay for it. You bought it and gave we it didn't finish it there. We took a couple. Oh yeah. No, yeah exactly. So this is going to bring us kind of to the last part of this. Um, this is going to be something that we think is really kind of cool. Um, what we're going to do throughout our uh, our podcast here and however long it takes to fill this thing. Um, so we're going to do actually an infinity bottle. Um, we're going to put some some pours. Um, JC's going to decide one ounce, two ounce, whatever we're talking about um, into this infinity bottle. And at the end, when it's full, we'll do actually a podcast on the infinity bottle Um and and hopefully it doesn't taste crazy. So <laughs> it's um, gonna taste it is going to be all delicious. bourbon. We're not going to do any rise, any mixes, anything like that. It is going to be keep it simple. Yeah, it's going to be straight bourbon. We're not going to do anything crazy uh, to throw throw anything off. So uh, why don't you guys tell the story about this this bottle here? So the bottle that we're going to use for our infinity bottle is an old Fitzgerald. Uh, I think it was. Did you say it was 1959? It's 1959, decanter style, old Fitzgerald. So, and we'll post this also on Facebook and Instagram yeah. uh, so you guys can see it. Those of you all that know the decanter bottles from old Fitzgerald, they make some beautiful bottles. But back in the day, they made a lot prettier bottles. This is a very good cut crystal glass. Um, like this I said, the picture will be posted. <laughs> this just says 50s to me. Like, yeah, we... Me and JC have seen this bottle sitting at a bar, uh, Bourbon on Rye, here in Lexington, Kentucky, um, that we frequent probably more than we should sometimes. But um, great local bar, um, and we had one night, we were just sitting there, the bottle had been sitting, and I know it's... There's a group of people who drank it all. Yes. Right, right came in right before us. Yeah. At we, $200 a pour. Yeah. Those people had more money than we did, so <laughs> they enjoyed it, and we've got the pretty bottle that they drank, um, but I was joking around with one of the owners, and I said, what would it take to get that bottle right now, and JC told me I couldn't get that bottle, and I do sales, like, that's what I do, and I, I looked at the owner, and I said, well, how much would it take for you to get that there, and he goes, well, you, give me 40 bucks right now. And I had a $20 bill, and I think JC had $18, so we were just short, and I was like, well, I've got $38 right now. Put it on the bar, and he gave us this bottle, and this is... Now we're going to use it to our advantage. I mean, like I said, you'll see the pictures posted. Um, It's a beautiful bottle. Need to do a little cork repair, as any of you all know with old bottles. That's just what happens. <laughs> but I can't wait to try that because we're going to have some interesting flavors coming out of that. It's about, either going to be really good or really crap. 
it's probably going to be crap. It's bourbon. We'll drink it. Yeah. We'll, yeah. we'll drink the whole bottle. We'll drink it, and we will tell you our honest opinions, whether it is good or bad. But we will um, still drink it. I don't uh, believe in drain pours. I, yeah. will, I will drink it. No, there day. are no drain pours. There's no bourbon that is that bad that you can't finish off. It may not be your palate. You may have to hand it off to the person next to you, which... You know, in this time is a little questionable, but uh, <laughs> just go buy some ginger ale or LA. That's why we say bourbon yeah. with friends, people that you trust and you know are good. Well, well, guys, we appreciate it. This is you know our first go at it. Um, this we is the introduction. Yeah, we we definitely want to know what you guys think about it. You know, leave us a comment, uh, give us a shout on Facebook. Um, you know, Bert, you can find us Bourbon with Friends. You can follow us on Instagram, uh, BWF Podcast at BWF Podcast. Um, you know, we definitely want to get your comments, your feedback. Um, you I've know, already loved some of the discussions we've already yeah. talked. I know when we posted the Garrison Brothers, I heard some cool stories from uh, a woman that used to bottle it with her mom down there, the Honeydew. Um, so that's those are the stories we want to hear and grow from that yeah don't be yeah, scared right. to ask some questions leave some comments and tell us something that if you there's something obscure or something you think that's just awesome let us know um you know we want to be able to do some fan picks as well and and give you our honest opinion on what they are um just like we want your honest opinion on on how you think our our show's going so yeah. um with that guys um we did it. Our first one's yeah. under the belt. So we popped the cherry. One cheers. cheers. This is probably rough, and we understand. So <laughs> any feedback, we appreciate, and we will take with yeah. and roll with it. And if you definitely, like I said, uh, Bourbon with Friends on Facebook, BWF Podcast on, on Instagram, um, and we'll let Brian uh, Himes take you out uh, with his uh, cool-ass music that he did for yeah. us. So. And I love that he did it all. All of it's all original that he took care of for us. So shout out to... Brian Himes and Dim Vigilantes. Dim, Dim Vigilantes. Appreciate it, guys. Next, till next time. And don't forget, bourbon with friends can change the world. Have a great night, guys. Mm-hmm.